Are Canadians putting their money where their mouth is and investing in the environmental and social issues that are important to them? With Insight, we are joined by Lisa Brenneman, Head of Behavioral Finance at TD. Good morning to you, Lisa. Hi, good morning to you, Andy. Uh, let's uh, let's break this down, Lisa, because TD's released its Behavioral Finance Industry Report. What are the major takeaways that you see? Well, there's many, but I would say there's two really top ones that uh, I'd love to tell you about. The first is something you said is that people value a number of things about sustainable investing, but they doesn't always line up with their behavior. What they think is important that rises to the top are a lot of what sometimes we call social issues, human rights, equal pay, workplace safety. What their behavior is, what they actually invest in, well, that's all environmental issues, all great things like solar energy, gas emissions, responsible water management. And in, in the world of behavioral science and what I work in is that's called the say-do gap. We say one thing, but often we do something different. And that's because we're human, right? We just overestimate our desire, our self-discipline. We're just normal people. Does it seem, though, Lisa, there's a bit of a disconnect there between, you know, the, the, the social issues, as you say, that are important to us mm-hmm. as investors and then the investments that we actually make? Why are those two things so very separate? They're, they're separate in people's minds um, and how that they um, that they invest or put their money into it. So one thing we found is the investment people make in social issues tends to be in their philanthropy versus their long-term investments, their RSPs, their all those types of things where they put their investing strategy. They, they, social issues tend to be the things people put into philanthropy. But when it comes to where they invest in a sustainable investing way, it tends to be more about their about their environmental types of things. It's more in the way that they put their money, not necessarily that they put money there. And the reason for it is just this idea of willpower and self-discipline and what we say and what we do. And I mean, I'm normal. I'm human too. As January 1st, Lisa is somebody who wants to get on a great diet plan and, and, and start exercising. And by January 31st, uh, I'm kind of on the couch with a big bag of potato chips and watching the latest Netflix, right? We're human beings, and that's a lot of the world of behavioral finance and behavioral science. We're driven more by our emotions than we are necessarily about uh, other sorts of factual things. It's also, for, for me, Lisa, the case is when it comes to investing, I've been told time and time again, and I'm certainly not a an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but you don't want to just jump in on a trend. You want something tried, tested, and true. This is our money moving ahead. So how can we encourage it to become more attractive for investors, uh, you know, those uh, right. you know, safe bets? Right. So I'd say the, the, the second thing we really found really addresses what you're asking is this type of investing, some people call it ESG, environment, social governance. Other people call it sustainable investing. 
it's confusing. It's complex for almost everyone. Um, there's perceptions, misconceptions. What do I do? You know, over two thirds of the people in our study said, yes, I do want to invest in sustainable solutions in the next 12 months, but about a third of them didn't have any idea how to do it. And, you know, the area when it comes to TD Wealth is that's where a really good advisor comes in and it's asking the right questions of that person. You know, not every sustainable solution, you know, not every uh, solar product and investment is right for every person. And so, you know, what are your preferences, your attitudes, your needs, but then what is your overall long-term investing goal? And then don't forget things like your risk preferences, right? Not everybody has the same risk tolerance. And yes, you know, an area I work in is personality. You know, is your personality driving you towards different types of investing? And actually, what type of sustainable investing, if at all, you would be uh, ideal for? And that all fits into your bigger overall investment strategy right? Sustainable investing is one wonderful part of a bigger overall investment strategy. And that's probably going to be different for every single person. Sue and Andy, you're really different, right? Your investing strategy is probably different, but your personality is different as well. And and that's where we're really digging deep on to understand better. True enough. And Andy's really different. You're right. Um, <laughs> want to ask you this. Did you see in your findings uh, from the survey any difference between how men and women invest when it comes to sustainable investing? Yes, we sure did. And women were quite a bit higher than men in their desire to do more sustainable investing. So where uh, women, about 70% of women, wanted to include sustainable investing mandates into their portfolio, only 55% of men did. And that is really interesting to obviously a, a behavioral scientist such as myself. Um, but the other interesting thing is we have this other group that's called the emerging group. And this is people who are about 25 to 34 who aren't, aren't big investors yet, but they will be. And um, they had incredibly high, 79% of them said that they were very interested and wanted to get going on this type of investing strategy for themselves in the next 12 months. Very interesting findings, and uh, we appreciate your time this morning, Lisa. Thank you for spending it with us. Thank you. Good stuff. That is Lisa Brenneman, head of behavioral finance at TD.